booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. We will get justice for your mother. A serial killer pleads guilty to the murder of five women on Long Island. The CDC urging you to mask up. It's all due to a triple whammy of viruses circulating. Republicans crying foul over the lowering of 1099K thresholds, over 600 bucks and over one transaction for PayPal and Venmo. Jimmy anchors Amy Roblock and T.J. Holmes off the air following reports of their extramarital affair. Cheers actress Kirstie Alley passes away following a short illness. A serial killer known as the Torso Killer admitted Monday to the killing of five Long Island women decades ago, including a 23-year-old woman outside of a Long Island shopping mall in 1968. Richard Cunningham, now in his 70s, arraigned earlier this year on a second-degree murder charge in connection with Diane Cusick's death during a trip she made to buy shoes at the suburban Greenacres Mall. Nassau County District Attorney Ann Donnelly earlier this year speaking to Cusick's daughter. The pain you and your family have experienced the last 50 years is beyond our comprehension. Our best people are working on this case, and we will get justice for your mother. Cunningham is believed to be one of America's most prolific serial killers. He has already been convicted in 11 other killings. He appeared virtually from a New Jersey prison for the Nassau County Court hearing. Cunningham was sentenced to 25 years to life behind bars for Cusick's slaying. He received immunity from prosecution for the other four killings he admitted to as part of his plea deal in Cusick's death. All masking is back. The Centers for Disease Control Prevention on Monday announced that it is encouraging, not mandating people to wear masks as three viruses, the flu, COVID and RSV are all spreading in unison. Here's CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky speaking to CNN. If you are up to date on your vaccines, you've done those prevention things. If everybody is well, um, if people are not gathering, wash um, when they are sick. Wash your hands, improve your ventilation, um, wear a mask if people have symptoms or consider wearing a mask. Um, consider wearing a mask and, you know, starting now so that you're not exposed in the week as you're traveling. Walensky is strongly urging flu and COVID booster shots. Hospitalizations for the flu are at a decade high for this time of year. More than 8.7 million people have fallen ill. 78,000 have been hospitalized and 4,500 people have died, including 14 children, according to the CDC. While Republicans are crying foul, the IRS is reminding Americans that they will have to report their $600 transactions on Venmo and PayPal to the IRS. President Biden's American Rescue Plan requires taxpayers add to their 1099K gross payments for goods or services that exceed 600 bucks. The IRS posted an explainer on Tuesday reminding taxpayers the reporting threshold for 1099K forms is lowered from $20,000 to $600. The number of transactions that trigger receiving a form will also be lowered from 200 to 1. This comes after the IRS received funding from the Inflation Reduction Act to hire some 87,000 new agents. Republicans like House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy have spoken out against the move. The Democrats have no plan for the problem they created. If you trust us, hold us accountable. 
We're putting it out to the entire country. This is what we'll do. But on that very first day that we're sworn in, you'll see that it all changes. Because on our very first bill, we're going to repeal 87,000 IRS agents. The change applies to payments on third-party processors, such as Venmo or PayPal, and is for transactions such as part-time work, side jobs, or selling goods. Failure to report such payments could trigger an audit since the IRS obtains a copy of the 1099-K form directly from third-party payment processors. Good morning, America. Co-anchors Amy Robach and T.J. Holmes off the air for now. It follows reports of their longtime extramarital affair. Co-anchors Stephanie Ramos and Gio Benitez man the desk in their place. I love that song. Good afternoon and welcome everybody to What You Need to Know on this Monday. Amy Robach and TJ Holmes have the day off. I'm Stephanie Ramos. And I'm Gio Benitez. We are so glad you are here with us to begin this brand new week here on GMA3. Page 6 confirmed early Monday that ABC News chiefs decided to take the couple off the air because their scandal became too much of a distraction. ABC News President Kim Godwin added that while Holmes and Robach's alleged affair was not a violation of company policy, the decision to pull them temporarily was necessary for the Good Morning America brand as a whole. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Two-time Emmy-winning actress Kirstie Alley has died at the age of 71 following a short bout with cancer. She was best known for her roles on the TV mega-hit Cheers and in the Look Who's Talking film. She starred opposite Ted Danson as Rebecca Howe on Cheers, the beloved NBC sitcom about a Boston bar from She's a whole lot crazy, and I'm not at all. That averages out to just a little. (laughs) Allie won an Emmy for her role, Best Lead Actress, in a comedy series for that role on Cheers in 1991. Arizona officials certified the state's vote canvas on Monday, officially uh, declaring winners in the high-profile gubernatorial and Senate races, among other contests. Republicans vowing, though, to fight the election results in court. Arizona Secretary of State and Governor-elect Katie Hobbs. Arizona had a successful election. But too often throughout the process, powerful voices proliferated misinformation that threatened to disenfranchise voters. Democracy prevailed, but it's not out of the woods. 2024 will bring a host of challenges from the election denial community that we must prepare for. The certification paves the way now for automatic recounts to begin in three close races. Attorney General, State Superintendent, and a State House seat near Phoenix and officials assign certificates of election for the other contests. Hobbs team will now go before a state judge who is poised to officially order three recounts. Gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, who lost to Hobbs among those planning to sue. Former VP Mike Pence Monday pushed back on former President Trump's assertion that the Constitution should be disregarded in order to allow for him to return to the White House. Trump's demand comes in the wake of new revelations that Twitter suppressed a bombshell story about then-presidential candidate Joe Biden's son Hunter's famous laptop. Pence on WVOC Radio in Columbia, South Carolina on Tuesday. I think everyone that serves in public office, everyone that aspires to serve or to serve again, should make it clear that we will support and defend the Constitution of the United States, which I believe, by God's grace, uh, I was able to do during uh, 
during not only my tenure as vice president, but in those tumultuous days at the end. Former President Trump has for years claimed the 2020 election was stolen and fraudulent and that Hunter Biden colluded with his father over his business dealings. Conservative members of the U.S. Supreme Court Monday signaled support for a Colorado web designer who claims the First Amendment shields her from having to provide services for same-sex weddings in violation of her conscience. Christian web designer Lori Smith filed a preemptive lawsuit back in 2016 to try and block Colorado's civil rights law from being enforced against her. She lost two rounds in lower courts, prompting her appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. The state's statute is known as a public accommodation law, and it makes it illegal for businesses that serve the general public to discriminate on the basis of protected characteristics, such as sexual orientation, with fines of up to $500 for each violation. Here's one exchange between U.S. Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito and Colorado Solicitor General Eric Olson. If there's a a black Santa at the other end of the mall, and he doesn't want... Uh, to have his picture taken with a, a child who's dressed up in a Ku Klux Klan uh, outfit. That, that black Santa has to do that? No, because Ku Klux Klan outfits are not protected characteristics under public accommodation laws. Smith argued Colorado's law infringes on First Amendment free speech protections. A decision in this case, 303 Creative LLC versus Alinas, is expected by the summer. The investigation into the unsolved, brutal murders of four University of Idaho students continues. The Moscow, Idaho Police Department on Monday in a statement said they have interviewed two men related to prior stalking claims made by victim 21-year-old Kaylee Goncalves before her murder. Two men, one of whom followed Goncalves, met inside of a local business, were interviewed by police who determined that the situation was an isolated incident and not an ongoing pattern of stalking. The surviving roommates spoke during a memorial service for the victims over the weekend. My life was greatly impacted to have known these four beautiful people. Maddie, Kaylee, Zanna, and Ethan were truly all one of a kind. They all lit up any room they walked into and were gifts to this world. The men are not suspected of involvement in the deaths of Gon Calves and three fellow students. The FBI is involved in this investigation, which is, of course, ongoing. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security has again postponed its planned rollout of the Real ID compliant licenses required for U.S. air travelers 18 and over. Citing lingering COVID-19 backlogs and a lack of compliant identification, the DHS announced on Monday that May 7th, 2025, May 7th, 2025 now, will be the new compliance date. The TSA says applicants must apply in person. A lot of people are very interested in doing transactions online, uh, but the federal government is still requiring you to come in uh, to a DMV office. According to the U.S. Travel Association, an estimated 83 million Americans, roughly about 34 percent, are still without a real ID license. Well, the Pentagon secretly modified advanced rocket systems it sent to Ukraine to make the weapons unable to fire into Russia and escalate the war, according to the Wall Street Journal. Since June, the U.S. has supplied Kiev with 20 of the high-mobility artillery rocket systems, or HIMARS. They are wheeled vehicles equipped with rocket systems attached to the back. Here's Pentagon spokesman John Kirby back in June. It's just unprecedented, the, the, the speed with which 
security assistance is actually reaching the front lines in Ukraine. There's literally shipments going in every single day, and it's not just from the United States. We are the biggest donor, but more than 40 other nations around the world are also contributing security assistance in some type or form uh, to, to Ukraine. 77 WABC News, time 515. Just now with us, look at sports, good news for the Mets. Oh, you know it, Deb. Big news for the Mets indeed, I'm sure you heard yesterday. But uh, the New York Mets, they did lock up their shiny new ace in reigning AL Cy Young Award winner Justin Verlander. The deal spans two years and is worth $86.66 million with an average annual value of $43.33 million. Uh, matching his new teammate, Max Scherzer, for the MLB, MLB's excuse me, highest all-time AAV. So big news for the Mets. They got their 1-2, and I guess they're number 3 in Carrasco, so we'll see how they uh, round out the rest of that rotation. Here we go, MLB offseason. Now the Yanks. Let's uh, get number 99 back in the Bronx. How about it? Anyway, <laughs> over to the ice now. Actual local action ensuing last night. The Rangers beat the St. Louis Blues 6-4 at MSG. Down a goal in the third. The Rangers hit the gas pedal to the tune of three third-period goals. Keandre Miller took all but five minutes of the final period to tie things up before Alexi Lafreniere netted his this eventual game winner. Wildly trying to clear Stoppers advantage. He scores! That call courtesy of MSG. The win snaps a four-game skid for the Blue Shirts, who will now make the trip to Vegas to face off with the Golden Knights tomorrow. And Thursday night football, Tom Brady, he does indeed live. Brady embarks on his latest miraculous fourth quarter comeback with two late touchdown passes in the Tampa Bay. Buccaneers outlast New Orleans Saints 17-16 to on Monday Night Football, wrapping up Week 13 of the NFL season. Week 14, of course, coming up next week. And no local NBA uh, action yesterday or today, for that matter. But both the Knicks and Nets, they'll be back on the court tomorrow. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. And here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Wall Street still processing high Hotter than forecast services data causing stocks to fall Monday. The Dow Jones Industrial is down 482 points, significant losses on both the S&P and the NASDAQ as well. The November ISM services reading came in above economist targets. Investors are worried interest rate hikes will continue. The world's largest iPhone production facility may not reach full capacity until late December or early January. That's the latest estimate for the Foxconn plant in China, slowed by COVID policies and protests. The good news is previous iPhone shortfall targets were overstated. Analysts now forecasting between 7 and 9 million fewer iPhones because of those delays. AutoZone reporting first quarter results today. Wall Street expects higher profits. Three different analysts raising AutoZone's price target in the past month. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Looking at futures, the Dow's up 10 points at 33,996, up 0.03%. The S&P up two and a quarter points. NASDAQ up 12 and a quarter. Gold up $2.70 an ounce at $1,784. Crude oil at $76.47 a barrel, down 46 cents. The WABC Early News. 
Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time is 520. Suffolk County forming a bipartisan investigative committee following September's devastating cyber attack. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has more. Lawmakers want to know how the September 8th attack happened and do a deep dive on how it was handled. 470,000 driver's licenses and 26,000 social security numbers were compromised. That involves nearly a third of the people who live in Suffolk County. The county says it'll offer free credit monitoring and identity theft restoration. There's no word on whether any ransom was paid, but cybersecurity experts say there's a reason to believe the malware attack may have been one of the most expensive on a municipal government in the U.S., for 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. Crime is down slightly in New York City for November year over year, but things like murder, grand larceny, auto robberies, other categories up. Now, overall crime did decrease November of 2021 to November of 2022, 1.2% year over year. Three of the seven major index crime categories did see decreases, driven by a 14.1% decrease in rape, a 6% decline in burglary, and a 5.5% decrease in grand larceny. But murders jumped from 25 in 2021 to 30 in 2022. That's a 20% increase. Camillo, a Queens resident, spoke to the New York Post about subway crime. Been pretty bad lately, and it's happening because the police is afraid of getting involved nowadays. People do whatever they want. And the NYPD says major crimes in the subway system dropped 12.8 percent, though year over year in November. Citywide shooting incidents decreased by 32.8 percent for the month. Gun arrests citywide are at a 27-year high and increased another 3.9 percent year to date, with significant increases in places like the Queens and the Bronx. A man wanted in two separate shootings on Monday. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard reports. The suspect, Sundance Oliver, is wanted for the shooting of a 96-year-old wheelchair-bound man in Brooklyn. Police believe Oliver was robbing a woman of her coat and cash near the Kingsborough houses in Crown Heights when the woman tried to flee. They say Oliver tried to shoot her but missed and struck the 96-year-old in the ankle as he was waiting at a nearby bus stop. Neighborhood resident Shaquina Wilson spoke to ABC7. Innocent kids, innocent bystanders outside. Yeah, it does hurt. Oliver is also wanted for the deadly shooting of a 21-year-old man inside 15 St. James Place on the Lower East Side. The Manhattan shooting reportedly happened five hours after the shooting in Brooklyn. Oliver remains at large. I'm Alex Barnard for the 77 WABC Early News. Tragedy in Connecticut. Two young restaurant workers walking home early in the morning were struck and killed in Stamford over the weekend. 25-year-olds Giovanni Vega Benes and Juliana Arias Lozano worked at La Cantina Mexicana. Police say the driver who allegedly hit them just after 2 a.m. Saturday is 24-year-old Michael Talbot of Greenwich. Authorities say he abandoned his vehicle and hid behind a dumpster before police found him hiding. Stanford Police Department Sergeant Jeff Booth. There's a lot of stuff that needs to go into this. We have to do multiple search warrants. There's a lot of things we've done in an arrest warrant. We have to wait for results from the Emmy's office, the state laboratory, uh, before we can, uh, we'll have lockdown charges. Talbot has not yet been charged. Anybody with information about this crash asked to contact the Collision Analysis and Reconstruction Squad at 203-977-4712. 
Well, tolls along the New York State Thruway could be going up. 77 WABC's Bob Brown explains. A toll increase would affect drivers the most who use the Governor Mario Cuomo Bridge. If approved, toll increases would begin in 2024. Easy Pass customers would be paying $7.57 by 2027, up from the current $5.75. I would disagree with it, but there's probably not much I can do about it. The step up in the increase isn't necessarily bad because the bridge is very nice. That doesn't sound bad to me at all. It would be the first toll hike for those traveling between Westchester and Rockland County since 2010. The toll would go up even more for drivers without Easy Pass. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. Manhattan's District Attorney Alvin Bragg announced on Monday that his office has hired former U.S. Justice Department official Matthew Colangelo as a senior counsel for the Manhattan District Attorney's office. Colangelo served in the U.S. Department of Justice, and Colangelo also served in the New York State Attorney General's office under Letitia James, where he was part of the team that investigated the Trump Foundation, owned by former President Donald Trump. The move comes as jury deliberations started on Monday in the Trump criminal fraud trial. Former President Trump has frequently denounced the trial, including during an appearance on Cats at Night with 77 WABC owner, operator and host John Katzmatidis. I mean, you look at this Letitia James. She's a disaster. Uh, She spends years going after me uh, that she said, oh, I may be misrepresented to banks, which, frankly, I didn't. D.A. Bragg said Colangelo will focus on things like cases, policies and strategies in the areas of housing and tenant protection and labor and worker protection. And he will also work on the office's most sensitive and high profile white collar investigations. Oh, believe it or not, an iconic part of the Atlantic City boardwalk is shutting down. The Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum said Thursday that it will close on December 31st after more than 26 years of tempting boardwalk strollers with oddities. Chris Connolly, the museum's manager, said in a statement that the museum is closing because its local franchisee is reaching the end of its agreement with Ripley's. The future of the famous facade uncertain at this time. The museum opened on the boardwalk down in Atlantic City at New York Avenue on June 22, 1996, between the Bally's and Resorts Casinos. It became popular with things like families looking for non-gambling entertainment, gamblers taking a break from the action, and curious passers-by. Well, Oxford Dictionaries has announced its word of the year for 2022. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz reports. Goblin mode was chosen by the public from three different options that were voted on over two weeks. It defines the term as a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. Oxford said its word of the year is a reflection of the mood of the past year and also something that has a lasting cultural significance. Goblin Mode first appeared on Twitter in 2009, although the term went viral earlier this year. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. All right, well, there you have it, Goblin Mode. And if you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.